passages forty six through fifty of reflections on the formation and distribution of wealth by m robert jacques turgot translated by nicolas de condorcet this librivox recording is in the public domain forty six variations in the value of gold and silver compared with the other objects of commerce and with each other this value is susceptible of change and in truth is continually changing so that the same quantity of metal which answered to a certain quantity of such or such a commodity becomes no longer equal thereto and it requires a greater or less quantity of silver to represent the same commodity when it requires more it is said the commodity is dearer when it requires less that it is become cheaper but they may as well say that the silver is in the first case become cheaper and in the latter dearer silver and gold not only vary in price compared with all other commodities but they vary also with each other in proportion as they are more or less abundant it is notorious that we now give in europe from fourteen to fifteen ounces of silver for one ounce of gold and that in former times we gave only ten or eleven ounces again that at present in china they do not give more than twelve ounces of silver for one ounce of gold so that there is a very great advantage in carrying silver to china to exchange for gold to bring back to europe it is visible that in process of time this commerce will make gold more common in europe and less common in china and that the value of these two materials must finally come in both places to the same proportion a thousand different causes concur to fix and to change incessantly the comparative value of commodities either with respect to each other or with respect to silver the same causes conspire to fix and vary the comparative value whether in respect to the value of each commodity in particular or with respect to the totality of the other values which are actually in commerce it is not possible to investigate these different causes or to unfold their effects without entering into very extensive and very difficult details which i shall decline in this discussion forty seven the use of payments in money has given room for the distinction of seller and buyer in proportion as mankind became familiarized to the custom of valuing all things in silver of exchanging all their superfluous commodities for silver and of not parting with that money but for things which are useful or agreeable to them at the moment they become accustomed to consider the exchanges of commerce in a different point of view they have made a distinction of two persons the buyer and the seller the seller is him who gives commodities for money and the buyer is him who gives money for commodities forty eight the use of money has much facilitated the separation of different labors among the different orders of society the more money becomes a universal medium the more every one is enabled by devoting himself solely to that species of cultivation and industry of which he has made choice to divest himself entirely of every thought for his other wants and only to think of providing the most money he can by the sale of his fruits or his labor being sure with that money to possess all the rest 
it is thus that the use of money has prodigiously hastened the progress of society forty nine of the excess of annual produce accumulated to form capitals as soon as men are found whose property in land assures them an annual revenue more than sufficient to satisfy all their wants among them there are some who either uneasy respecting the future or perhaps only provident lay by a portion of what they gather every year either with a view to guard against possible accidents or to augment their enjoyments when the commodities they have gathered are difficult to preserve they ought to procure themselves in exchange such objects of a more durable nature and such as will not decrease in their value by time or those that may be employed in such a manner as to procure such profits as will make good the decrease with advantage fifty personal property accumulation of money this species of possession resulting from the accumulation of annual produce not consumed is known by the name of personal property household goods houses merchandise in store utensils of trade and cattle are under this denomination it is evident men must have toiled hard to procure themselves as much as they could of this kind of wealth before they became acquainted with the use of money but it is not less evident but as soon as it was known that it was the least liable to alteration of all the objects of commerce and the most easy to preserve without trouble it would be principally sought after by whoever wished to accumulate it was not the proprietors of land only who thus accumulated their superfluity although the profits of industry are not like the revenue of lands a gift of nature and the industrious man draws from his labour only the price which is given him by the persons who pay him his wages although the latter is as frugal as he can of his salary and that a competition obliges an industrious man to content himself with a less price than he otherwise would do it is yet certain that these competitions have neither been so numerous or strong in any species of labour but that a man more expert more active and who practises more economy than others in his personal expenses has been able at all times to gain a little more than sufficient to support him and his family and reserve his surplus to form a little hoard End of passages forty six through fifty